Hey guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Bombas. Bombas are socks that are engineered and designed to look better, feel better, perform better. Bombas are purpose-built for athletic performance and designed for extreme leisure. Each section of a Bomba sock has been carefully created and designed to improve on years of sock complacency in the industry. Because you listen to this show, you can save over 20% off on your first order when you go to www.getbombas.com. And also, every time you purchase a pair of socks, Bombas is so kind enough to donate a pair of socks to someone who's in need of socks. So, um, thanks, and I hope you enjoy the show. This is the World of Row Podcast. And introducing your host, standing at 6'5", weighing 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos. All right, folks, sit back, relax, and crank up your audio level to the highest decibel because now we're getting into the World of Row Podcast. I am your host. My name is Ro. That's short for Roel. Um, I'm a I'm a man of many hats. I'm a fan. Of, I'm a man of that loves uh, stuffed crust pizza every now and again. I love deep dish pizza. I love football. The team that got me into football was in 1991, the Washington Redskins. You didn't know that. That's a little interesting tidbit, just because of the high flying passes or high flying, high action passes and super high awesome. High action football, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm a loving husband, a caring father, a wonderful friend, and I'm a podcaster, and welcome to the show. This show is available to you every single Friday on iTunes, Google Play, worldofrow.com, Stitcher Radio, any other podcasting app you like to use. The best way that you can help out my show, well, actually, there's two ways. The first way, of course, is going to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you have an iPhone or if you have a Mac or any type of that device. Any Apple device, um, it takes like 30 seconds to do. So if you could, please take the time to do that. I would greatly appreciate it. You can also go to the my Patreon page and donate a couple of shekels if you like at www.patreon.com slash world of row. A dollar, two dollars, 50 cents, whatever you can give. It doesn't matter to me. That would be greatly appreciated. A lot of people think that I'm trying to monetize my podcast and it's not just, it's not that. It's just, you know, there's time and effort that's put into this show and I I want to give you guys the best show possible week in, week out. And if you can, donate, great. If you can't, don't worry about it. If you do donate, you get bonus content and extra footage of things going on in my life. And I would really, really appreciate it if you did that. So thank you. Okay, so guys, today's Monday, September 12th. And you're probably wondering, why are we getting a World of Row on a Monday? Well, the thing is, is this is part two of my conversation with Sam Slade, and I didn't want to wait, or I, I didn't want to wait, I didn't want to make you guys wait till Friday to hear this conversation, and Sam and I have been talking, and I was just actually talking to him today, and I was just telling him, hey, look, you know what I'm going to do, I'm going to I'm gonna upload episode two, uh, or part two to this podcast, so everyone can hear it, and plus, I mean, there's so much content that I got to deliver to you guys, and Yesterday was that great San Antonio bash that I mentioned to you all on Friday that I was going to be attending, and I have some extra interesting goodies from that that I want to get to you as soon as possible, and you have to hear it. It's going to be great, but this podcast is amazing. Sam is awesome. Follow him on Twitter at the real slam. Did I say at the real slam? Sam? <laughs> at the Sam Slade, and um, he's a great guy funny guy you guys already know he's uh he's he's kind of you know gotten into the political thing and there's nothing wrong with that just an amazing guy i keep saying guy like i sound like george bush right he's like he's a guy that knows a guy that loves a guy and he's my guy you know (laughs) that's my horrible attempt at being funny but i had an amazing weekend week week one of the nfl was the packers won woohoo Go pack go, right? And I kind of sound like a a news reporter or something with my over the top voice. But yet yesterday the event was great. I'm gonna talk about that in great detail later this week. But I wanna talk about Sam and everything that he's done with me on the podcast and I look forward to working with him and I kinda touched up on it on, on Friday's episode, but again I wanna reiterate he was he was a really cool guy. Um, down the road, we're going to connect and he's going to be on the podcast again. And he's doing a lot of stand up comedy. If you guys live in the San Marcos area, go check him out. 
he he puts together great sets and i hopefully one day i can go check you out sam and see your stand-up performance because i love comedy and the more and more i get into this podcast i'm knowing that i'm knowing things about myself or finding out things about myself that i that i like especially with comedy so let's go in and play that episode now guys and i hope you enjoy I saw, yeah, he's, he's done so many, he did so many weird he things. He was a wild man. He was. I mean, him and Randy Savage make Hulk Hogan look like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just... they, they were doing that. I was watching this documentary about him. I think the one that WWE did before they bashed him. Right. Did you ever see that, yeah. the self-destruction? Yeah, and they're yeah. showing him cut the pro- each other's promos on each other. And they're like, and Jerry Lawler's like, you couldn't understand anything Anything he was. they were saying. I think, um... Uh, and and Savage at the time is just gacked out of his brain yeah. on coke and who knows what else. Right, and, right. Uh, you know, apparently The Rock has not ate candy since like 1988 or something. How the hell can you do that? Talk about discipline, dude. dude. Seriously, I go one day and I have to have like at least some sort of type of candy. I mean, even though I try not to eat bad, I'm, I'm a big M and M slut. It's me too. That's man. my thing. Man. Peanut M and M's, man. Yes. Always the yellow bag. Shit. Don't fall for the brown yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my mom used to always get us, like, snacks, and she'd always get us the plain M&M's. I'm like, where are the peanut M&M's? Right. She's like, no, they're not for you. These are for your dad. Oh. So and every once in a while, you go with the red peanut butter. Those are pretty good, too. Those are pretty good. Yeah. So one, when I found out, you know, when I got out of high school, I knew I could eat bad and do all this stuff, but I didn't know that I could gain a lot of weight because in high school, you never gain weight, but then right. when you get older, you gain weight. Absolutely. So, so then you were, so what brought you back to Texas, man? I, I, we, we kind of got sidetracked there for a little bit. It but was fun. Man. It was fun. Yeah. That's, that's podcasting, I'm, I'm right? We're leaving going to Taco Bell. Going to get you're a big pound bag of peanut M&M's. Definitely, man. Get Go your... home and watch old WWE classic <laughs> all day. And then watch Ghostbusters to finish it <laughs> off. Top it off. Why yeah, not? man. Hell yeah. Might go with two, though. Might go with the deuce. You like part two? I do. I'm one of the few people who. I, I love part you two, do? man. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, then I'll, you know. Did, so let me tell you this. Did you see the new one? I did. What did you think? Have you seen it? I did. I'll tell you what, I went into it kicking and screaming. You didn't want to watch it? It wasn't because they're women. It's because the trailer made it look like it was puke and fart jokes. Yeah. It wasn't the dry, you know. Like the way what, the way the other one was. And, it, and the trailer made it out, and even the movie, wasn't like it could happen in real life. And mm-hmm. the first two, you know, obviously you got Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and you got Beagle. Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah Statue of Liberty. Walking through the city. Yeah. I just didn't feel like it was on that same level of this could have this could have happened downtown. Right, 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 right. right. But I I ended up having a blast in it, man. Did you really? I did. And Are you a Paul Fig fan? Is that why? I recently watched Spy. I thought it was pretty funny. I watched. I like Bridesmaids. Yeah. But I just don't know if he was the guy. I would have liked Judd Apatow to have done it. Right. That so probably would have been better. I think, I think it would have had that sense of realism to it right. and that sarcasm as opposed to to shock jokes. True. Or fart jokes. Dick and fart jokes. Right. As like a, a Kevin Smith movie kind of thing. But oh, Kevin Smith is great. Yeah, though. even even that doesn't... That's like saying... Uh, it's like off-brand Kevin Smith. That's yeah. not even Kevin Smith. Right, right. I was listening to one of uh, Kevin Smith's podcasts. The, the Smodcast? Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Babylon. Oh, okay, okay. With, with Garmin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I actually really enjoyed the new Ghostbusters to the point where I was extremely conflicted and confused... Why people were bashing it? No, why? Like uh, in here, inside. Like <laughs> you're, I, you're like Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. You're like, do am I going old school? Am I going new school? Exactly. Kind of thing, but light uh, and dark. Torn between the oh, two. Yeah. And I just heard they're not doing a sequel. Yeah, they really no got canceled. Well, well, the YouTube trailer was the most disliked video of all time in YouTube history. Apparently, that's that's mind blowing. I think some of that's trolling. <laughs> they make a joke about it in the movie. Yeah, you do they really? It. Well, you know what I. <laughs> I saw like an hour into it, and I, the last thing I remember, I fell asleep because I didn't go to the movies. I didn't waste my money on it. Hold on. I streamed it off of my okay, my okay. Apple TV, and I'm watching it, and the last thing I remember is when go, when Bill Murray makes his cameo. Oh, that's Take that out of the movie, and I like it so much more. Really? Yeah. I don't want to see Venkman show up playing like an effeminate skeptic, and he, yeah. he gets killed by some like pterodactyl oh, ghost. Spoiler alert. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. I'm not going to finish it i i saw enough to feel like i didn't like it yeah it's it's <laughs> it's definitely silly uh but it, it i expected worse which is the great thing about expectations you know yeah i expected it to be you know it was just not total shit and that was that was a win for me 
I would have liked to see like maybe a co-ed Ghostbusters. Maybe not yeah. just slap it together. Well, well, what was the reasoning behind not doing the third one for so many years? Was it because Bill Murray didn't want to do it, right? right? He's just a pain in the ass to get a hold of. And they had a script, and then they had one. They had a script, like the most recent one, where the writers of The Office wrote it, to where I'm going, sounds awesome. Right. And they're kind of writing it under the vision of, of Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd. And Venkman is going to come back as a ghost. So he gets to be kind of like a Jedi ghost the whole time. And I'm like, sign me up. And then Harold, and they're going to hand it off to new Ghostbusters who at the time were going to be like Anna Faris and Eliza Dushku and Paul Rudd and make it like a very diverse team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he passed away. And right? then he passed away. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't like the way Chris Hemsworth was in the movie. He, you know, he seems out of place. But then, considering the tone of the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. there were parts where I'm going like, "Thank God, Chris Hemsworth in this movie. <laughs> He's the comic relief." No, I'm I kidding. Mean, at least somebody is going for jokes in this thing that aren't yeah. just total. So, so, do you think that like Christy Wig was trying too hard to be dry, or I mean, she's really good at being dry? Just, uh, I think that like if I thought she was kind of Venkmanish, mm-hmm. and I think that Melissa McCarthy nailed stance. She mm-hmm. was totally Ray. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't crazy about the the Kate McKinnon over the top character. Uh, I thought Leslie Jones killed it as an Ernie she, Hudson. I thought she was great, and Ernie Hudson's actually her uncle. Oh wow! But he's you see that at the you didn't make it that far. I didn't make it that. Maybe I'll go back and uh, you don't have to. Okay. So then you didn't like it. Yeah. See, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm you, so, so you, conflicted because you, you came in saying you you came in hard liking it. Whoa, that didn't sound right to say. And then yeah, <laughs> so hard. you started off. <laughs> <laughs> you started saying that you really, really liked it, and then now you're kind of like, eh, it's shit. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm so I can see the confliction, it. man. I can see it, Sam. You know, it, it, to me, I, I think I love the movie so much more if if you have Aykroyd playing Melissa McCarthy's dad, and he's still Ray Stance. That makes sense. Like, connect these worlds yeah, 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 for yeah. me. Like, don't, we don't have to full reboot this thing. Look how right. Star Wars did it. Yeah, you saw the new Star Wars. I did, of it course. Was flawless. Yeah, it was flawless. Flawless. What did you think of Tron Legacy? I liked it. It almost felt like the original Tron too. It did, but I mean, just effects that blow your mind, right? And I, then that sequel got canceled too. Yeah, which that was, sucks again. You know, see that I I would love to see more than a Ghostbusters sequel, right? Only because um, well, you know, I, I, Ghostbusters reboot for Christ. Oh sake. yeah, that's excuse me, excuse me. That's what kills me these days, Ro, Is I don't know about you, but I mean, I see all your you got a beautiful <laughs> looking thing up. You know, I need to I'm hang like, these is up. This parting g- gifts for the guests. You know, what? I think it is. I'm, I'm just gonna get like a little fridge and throw some beers in there, and then you know, like, hey, we'll play some uh, some tops if, or something. If you haven't been a guest on the world of Row <laughs> in person, in person, thank yeah, you, Sam. Is you're you're like the third or fourth in person guest that I actually the third person that's in that's a in person guest that I don't know. That's not my father or my sister sure so the first guest was a band called saint diablo and i did it at a venue downtown cool live band. show kind of thing i was yeah i did like a it wasn't a live show i still kind of uploaded it but i did it backstage with them and uh i did an interview with spurs coach uh, chad forcier yeah i saw that yeah, yeah real cool guy at a starbucks no less and then here we are and i've done one with my dad and my sister but i mean they're family right but you gotta get them on yeah yeah People like those. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I used to do that with my old show. Yeah, so I, I've noticed that the more in person I get, the more realistic. Oh, dude, and I'm so glad. Dude, I, this is like, like, down, like come on. I mean, come this on. This is the full man cave. You have a, you have a wall strictly devoted to the Beatles. Right. Then you've got uh, Star Wars. Right. And then, then you've got uh, Spurs and Yankees. That's that's the that, corner that, I try not to look in. Yeah, that's ch- I'm changing the um, – well, the Spurs thing is fine. The Yankees is, like I said, just all about the lineage and history. And then, and then you got, you've got some very cool New York stuff. Yeah, that, that's cool. See, that's hip. And then it's I got my – classy, you know? Yeah, I got the go Spurs go towel there. and Yeah, you got a decked out. But then along the window – Got my. You've got some amazing classic <laughs> comic book covers framed. Yeah, and they're, they're blown up. They're Dude. like the extra large. Yeah, you know where these? I got these at. Where'd you get them? Have Ross. Those? Ross. Yes, Ross has got some crazy stuff for low prices, man. Like I'm that. going. You got to go to Ross. I'm going if that's what they've got at Ross these days. Yeah, we got. So we got those at Ross, and I think we got even those at Ross. Dude, Dude and I you gotta know what? Go. These were Breckenridge or not Breckenridge at home. Now they're called at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got these at Garden Ridge. That's right, not Breckenridge. Garden Ridge. Garden Ridge always had cool frame stuff. They still do. 
Like when my parents would go there to buy lawn chairs or yeah, they got cool, pots they got and cool shit everywhere. I'd bail off into the the posters. Yeah, they even got cool candy there. But I think what we were getting at was like, you got to be in person to feel the experience. You you totally. kind you kind of went off like the way Obama went off on Marin when he went into his room and he's like, "Wow, you got oh, to." That's <laughs> the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> Uh, but it, but it's not just photos of Roe around the room. No, no, no. Different no, than not, yeah, what place, is he, you know? This is very. What do you say? This is very narcissistic of you. No, man. This is all. This is what my man cave would look yeah, like. I didn't live, you know, at my folks' place at thirty. You're gonna come back like in six months. You're gonna see what we're gonna do. I'm not gonna spoil no spoiler alerts. And okay. Well, you, I, well, I'm gonna be looking forward to that. Then. Yes, you're gonna have to come back. I think though something I wanted to say, and I want to know what you think about sure, it. Sure, let's hear. Is we only go see. Reboot sequels yes. and like franchise movies these days. It's true. Like cool little new. We all we all bitch and moan that there's nothing original. It's true. But then something original comes out and we don't like it. We don't know. I mean, not us, but I'm saying the younger, the, the, the millennials, mass yeah, the doesn't mass. go see it, and then we end up with the same stuff. Like, hey, I liked Red Dawn. Which one? Oh, the one that came out like two years ago. I'm talking about the 1985 right. one. Or the OG 19- one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like even for, I don't know if you saw The Nice Guys. I did, and I heard it was great, it's though. It's amazing, dude. Yeah. It's, it's a guy, it's Shane Black, who did Iron Man 3. Right, and he right. did Lethal Weapon. I don't know about Iron Man. Man, Lethal Weapon's Lethal great. Lethal Weapon's <laughs> great. You know, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Was yeah, that was great. great. He, gets, he gets killed by the Predator. I mean. But it's uh, it's original, cool original stories. Sure. And then we all, you know, complain like when we go see Suicide Squad that it sucked. Right. Well, there's like War Dogs was out that looked like a lot of fun, but we all go and I, you know, I'm I'm throwing this fit while I'm wearing a Deadpool t-shirt. And that Christ movie so, was awesome. You know, it was a blast. Yeah, it was hilarious. It, yeah. It, it, I couldn't believe how far they went with some of those jokes. <laughs> it was amazing. The, you know, I know your little girls in the room, so we don't need to get into it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but when you see Ryan got Ryan Reynolds on all four on International Women's Day. <laughs> that's when I go. That's when I almost just like threw the coke down and like yeah. take all my money, as Kevin Smith says. Yeah, yeah. Because this was, I did not expect to ever see uh, something that close to my sex life in an X Men movie. <laughs> yeah. That new X Men was terrible. That's what I've heard. It was. Don't waste your time. No, definitely not. Hold up. Then we'll go. Okay, so yeah, you know, I don't, I don't go to the movies anymore. I stream everything. Stealing it. I mean... Well, I mean... To put it lightly, I mean... Although, you know, I did go see Star Wars. I went to my draft you house. Yeah, I to. have to, because I'm a... I mean, you called it earlier. Absolutely. I'm a big Star Wars fan. Hey, you go to the New Braunfels draft house? No, I go to the one... I went to the one over in Stone Oak. Okay. So, that, the one in New Braunfels... This one's a little bit shorter, because it's just off 1604. But... Um, New Braunfels is a little too far, but that would be the one you go to, I'm guessing. I, I go to Austin. Because like that's the legit, right? The that, that's OG, where they first started out? Yeah, like the old South Lamar one. You know, I wanted I wanted to do something with them, man. I, like, it's hard to... I mean, I'm still up and coming, I guess. Or yeah, still yeah. kind of like at the very, very bottom of the podcasting totem no, pole. No, man. You got, I mean, you got sponsors. You got good guests coming on, no, except no. for me. But No, you're great, I, man. You're great. I appreciate that. I mean, you got a Twitter presence to yourself. I, Are those all real? I got a... I, I believe so. Did you buy those? I believe. I did not... Uh, I did not spend any money on them. Yeah. As far as, you know, I don't know. Uh, boy, I hope so. Uh, I'd be disappointed if they weren't. Yeah. Uh, it's... I love Twitter. I'm, a, I'm big into Twitter, but yeah. when you hear a movie makes... Eight hundred, nine hundred million dollars. You don't feel bad about streaming right. it at home, sure, and, and you shouldn't. You know, especially when it makes that kind of money, and then they say, "And we're not doing another one." Right? Is that how much Ghost, Ghostbusters going to make that? Right? Oh no, no, no! I don't think they made that, but they hit pretty big numbers. Right. And studios are going, "Well, this wasn't worth it." I mean, they got like a big ass budget too. Right? They do. And then I heard uh, somewhere I read where it's you know you have to make not only your budget back, but you have to make back the marketing budget. Oh, which, you know. You see, I mean, Kobe had a had a Ghostbusters ad. Oh my gosh, how much did they spend on I that? I don't know, but that was Spike like Lee had one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a Lakers fan and as a Ghostbusters kid, that was like the pinnacle of my yeah. life. Seeing Kobe Bryant dressed as a <laughs> Ghostbuster. <laughs> Were you? A, did you like Kobe Bryant's Muse? Did you see I, that? I, I really liked that one and the Iverson. Oh, the Iverson one was really good. Yeah. That was really good. No, sometimes there's always something about Kobe that's like a little more dramatic than it needs to be. In the sense of when he talks about his uh, adultery? Oh, no, no, no. That's uh, that's dramatic enough. I just mean it's always like it's like watching a foreign film. 
<laughs> like it's got to be really good if yeah. I'm going to get into it. Well, I guess that's tracing back to his Italian roots, sure. right, or his Europe roots. Yeah, and I, you know, from what you hear about him not getting along with, with Shaq, it's, right. it seems like he kind of just has an attitude. Yeah, he didn't really address it either in the in the Muse. No, right? Uh, uh-uh. I don't think they got into any of that. And he even he didn't address the the Phil Jackson situation, the mm. first ouster, and then now he was like in love with him, but. I my cousin lives here and he's a big big Spurs fan like myself and he was talking about when Ginobili was still in his prime and Kobe they were going at it oh yeah like you know playing hard against each other and that he had heard that they were talking shit to each other in Italian oh wow <laughs> see and when like, if we're Whoa. watching NBA films NBA's greatest games we would never have any idea what they're talking yeah, about yeah yeah. But he was like, apparently they were talking smack to each other in Italian because Ginobili speaks Italian and Kobe's Italian. Right. Or he grew up yeah, in Italy. Yeah. So, but he gives he gave a lot of respect, man. I thought, like, I went from the point, because like I said, we're going back into this. I went from, like, really hating the guy to, like, having respect for him. It's kind of like like the way people felt about Ric Flair in wrestling. They hated him at the beginning, right. and then you just love the guy. Well, there's also something to to be said about loving to hate him. Right. Yeah, it's that Batman Joker thing. Yeah. Where you know, for me as a Lakers fan, without the Spurs, yeah. What? What? Am, who? Who's my rival? Not the Sacramento it, Kings. Right. <laughs> you know, not not the Jazz anymore. Not the Blazers anymore. Yeah. You know, Arvidas Sabonis and walking through that door. You know. Are <laughs> you doing the Rick Pitino? Right. Yeah, I tried to. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, man. It it was a great rivalry, and I think. Um, on the other podcast that I had, the Pick and Row Show, we interviewed the PA announcer from the Spurs last November. Cool. Uh, Who John- is it now? Jonathan Sanford. He's, okay. He's actually from San Marcos. I really? Think. Yeah, he lives in San Marcos. And and this was before, obviously, Kobe re- uh, announced his retirement and he did that farewell. But I texted him after the last game Kobe played and they did this amazing send-off for him. You know, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. He told me, he said, I had goosebumps the entire time I was watching it. And then when I introduced him. But the biggest compliment was when I heard somebody somebody from the Lakers organization came up to the scorer's table after the game and said, that is by far, so far this season, the best tribute that any team has done for Kobe. Sure. And, and that's crazy considering the history. Yeah. Of Yankees the, and Red Sox. Yeah, right? the love-hate rivalry that we had with them or the big rivalry we had with them through the 2000s. I mean, if the Spurs weren't winning, the Lakers were winning. Right. Who, who, if the Spurs weren't, weren't in, in the top two seeds in the West, the Lakers were. It was always Absolutely. back and forth. It was either, it was either uh, Lakers or Spurs in the finals for the West up yeah. until, hell, almost uh, OKC shows up. Yeah. Durant and then uh, and then the Warriors just come out of nowhere. Yeah, that's another thing, man. I'll know. tell you what, Derek Fisher did you guys wrong a few times. Oh, but we, dude, we paid for it though. Yeah, you know what though, it, it's our own scorekeeper's fault, man. They didn't even turn the they didn't turn the shot clock on. Oh, that or sounds the time like something clock. y'all are gonna have to figure out <laughs> together. <laughs> You're like, well, it doesn't matter because then you know Detroit ended up owning you. Whooping us. Yeah, they whooped up on you pretty bad. It was gross. Yeah. So you came back to Texas after Chicago. Yeah, I'm assuming you that was a hard decision for you to do. Boy, it was tough because I love that town. Yeah. Uh it's man, I miss I haven't been back. So wow. I'm like and it's the kind of thing where it's like 4 years. Yeah, to where I I definitely am overdue for a trip. I mean, forget the Cubs, the food alone. Yeah. So when you get ready to go and take the fam, I got a list, dude. <laughs> I'm going to uh you know, I'll be calling you going, "Have you did you go?" Yeah, 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 definitely, man. Um yeah, dude, I, I I really hope we get to go, but man, I I can't even imagine. So, what brought you back? You said so the the campaign wrapped up, and uh, and I went through a really nasty breakup, sure, uh, with a woman who, uh, technically, woman maybe mentally a child. I don't know. We're not yeah, going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. This isn't Doctor Drew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's kind of thing where. All my family moved back to San Marcos from one way or another. My brother just moved back from Vancouver where he was going to school, and it wow. it just kind of seemed like a good fit. And I I came back, and I'm I'm still riding that high from from the reelection campaign, and uh, end up going to work for a consulting firm, uh, campaign consulting firm in Austin for a couple of years, and sure. I got so just became a workaholic about it that I mean I don't think I did a set for like 18 months. Wow. Just getting, I mean, the, you know, being able, being that I can't play sports really anymore other than like at the Y or at the rec center. <laughs> Man, you're still holding on to that. There's something, absolutely. Yeah. You have to. 
And that's what I always hate about the Spurs is they play like the best old guys at the Y. <laughs> you know, I mean, now they're but, all young and guns. Yeah, but, they're getting younger now, yeah. But there was a time where it was – yeah, they played smart. They've made it work. And it was slow, but, man, it worked. Hey, I think that the team that won in 14 was pretty fast. They were, but that was still – there was a lot of young guys on that oh, team. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you – and another thing, I love the way Tim Duncan did it. I, I like very low-key? I couldn't stand him as a player. <laughs> but, the, but the fact that he retired without – getting his goodbye to her yeah he didn't make it some but you know kobe made it about very, him very dramatic like you said right and like you know you guys had to throw a big the spurs had to throw a big you know kobe celebration to some extent and really kiss mm. the ring and tim duncan goes uh, i think i'm gonna hang it up yeah like a monday morning or whatever yeah it was, it was a monday morning it was a press release and said i'm retiring and that's it yep and there's something very classy about that there is you know i mean he's a very uh a very, very, very private, socially awkward kind of guy. He yeah. talks to people that he's real close to, and that's about it from what I can tell. And I, that's the Tim Duncan type ending. And I think a long time ago, Pop, before LaMarcus came over here, he would always say, I've read reports of that, I'm not stupid. As soon as Tim Duncan's gone, I'm gone. Really? Yeah, he he would always say that. He's like, I'm not – like he, he, he would say he would be in his house, and he would stop and tell his wife – Take a look around, and I want you to say thank you, Tim. Wow. Because without Tim, we wouldn't be here. Wow. So he would always say that. So then, well, people forget they y'all y'all won the first finals after that lockout season. Yeah, that, I mean, there was that it was that his second year we were in the finals. Yeah, I mean, it was mainly because of him. I mean, and we can't discredit all the veterans were that were well, on that Admiral? team because David was still David, and you know, I mean, he was still doing. He was still. A, I mean, as as old the older he got, he the the less he could score, but he could still play defense. Right. He was a good defender. So and then I mean, he had uh, Avery Johnson, Avery Johnson, you Sean, Sean Elliott. I mean, Mario yeah. Elliott came in, and Forget then Malik, it. and then I mean, but but it, he would he would say he was like, well, when do you? They would always ask him, well, what do you think is going to happen when Tim retires? He's like, you know what, with Tim, he's probably just going to be playing in the game at halftime and say, you know what, I can't play anymore. I'm going to retire. That's pretty much and what pretty happened. much it seemed that way because that OK series, OKC series. I mean, even the Memphis series, I started to see things where I'm like, he he just can't he can't do. Well, this is it. He can't do he can't do Tim Duncan anymore. Yeah. So anyway, but as uh, tough as a fan, I can't even imagine what it's like as you know, if you're in that position as Duncan cuz you've been the guy and it's it's like all of a sudden, you know, you've got some hot rod and all of a sudden it's it's just not driving right. And the coolest thing about it though was that he got over himself pretty quickly. It's still picking me up, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah, he 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 never had the ego that so many of these guys do and I hate to as a Lakers fan, just sit here and completely, you know, kiss Tim Duncan's ass. But I mean, it's it's a class is class, man, and he never caused a single a single bit of controversy or drama for right. the organization. Right. And you can't say that about a lot of guys in the NBA these days. I mean, you can't even do that in the NFL. Oh, not at all. I mean, the NFL. I feel like if you're not stirring up controversy, you're just not going to get covered at all. Yeah. You can have awesome numbers, and nobody will talk about you because. You know, you're not acting like Jim McMahon. You know, uh, yeah, there, that. you're okay. That's the Bears. That's the Bears fan in you, right? Because Jim McMahon was kind of a prima donna. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, showed up to the first practice. Uh, you know, drinking a Budweiser and, and wouldn't practice. That he's going to sit there. Got out of a limo with a beer, and it's <laughs> like I'm going to watch today. Yeah, you know, and that's what I, I think. There's a huge difference between the three big sports right now because. You know, the Cubs are having an amazing couple seasons right now. You're right. Everybody's pretty quiet. Yeah. You know, they got rid of Castro, which I wasn't excited about when they traded Starlin. Mm -hmm. But everybody's pretty – I mean, show up and do your job, and I think a lot of that's Joe Madden. Yeah. I think Joe Madden set that tone of, you know, we can all have fun. We can all be a team. We can goof off, but this he, is our and job. He, and he's a bit of a goofball himself. Totally. And I think Chicago needs something like that. You know, it's a comedy town. It's a, it's a laid-back town. It's – before I moved up there, yeah. from Texas, everybody's like, "Oh, all those Yankees up there." It's not like that yeah. at all. Do people really say that? All those Yankees? Yeah, you're gonna get up there. All these, you know, you're gonna survive up there. You know, you're a t Texas kid. You're gonna be like Opie Taylor up there. <laughs> to some extent, I was, you know. <laughs> but it's it's one of the nicest, friendliest towns I've ever been to outside of Texas. So people are really cool over there. So cool. I mean, if someone sees you looking around and you obviously don't know where you are, somebody will say, "What are you looking for?" You know, and like, okay, you're looking for this? Okay, like three blocks that way, take a right. You're like, I'm looking for the one-hour tea store, barbershop window store, or whatever. Where is that at? Yeah, it's just, oh, yeah, right don't worry there. about it. 
It's, it's great, man. It's yeah. uh, it's something I miss, but it's also I don't miss the winners. I heard they're pretty depressing. But they're they're insane, and it, get over the snow, right? Get over the nine degrees, mm-hmm. but it's just that the sun going down at like four p.m. Wow! So if you're if you're a comic and you're doing sets till I don't know one a.m. or whatever, and you don't get home till three because you're hanging out after that, getting something to eat, yeah. Uh, you know you sleep late. You wake up at noon, you get four hours of daylight. Wow. You might as well be in Alaska at that point. Jeez, man. So after, so you basically, you're kind of like in the political game by day, comedian at night. Yeah. Has that been like the routine for like the last eight years? That's been my routine, I mean, since out of high school. Since maybe? I was like 18, I got involved with campaigns because I think what I was getting at before we took a break uh, was... The only way I get that same adrenaline from playing sports is you don't want comedy to be that competitive. It's just not going to be that fun because right. you want it all to be together. You don't want to have stupid drama going on with some other comic. And sure, just, everyone tries to avoid that. But campaigns, man, you get that rush, and there's stakes, and there's bragging rights, mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's something that really keeps me fired up. And and it's in Texas, boy, your work's always cut out for you. So does it feel like sometimes? Because judging by your our conversation, I mean, obviously, you see, Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm a, I'm more Democrat than anything. So, is it? Oh, does it feel like I've I've heard people say this? It's basically like getting a vote and throwing it in the trash here. Oh, I don't think so at all. I think it's. I think you know we have like we're 49th in voter turnout in this in this state. We have 29. percent So that's one out of three people in the state of Texas walk around actually votes. Really? And that's for presidential. That's not for local. local that's not stuff. for the governor. Right. It it drops even lower than that for that stuff. Wow. So it's the kind of thing where if if you could if we could get more people to vote, the state would look a lot different. So you're saying out of the 50 states we're 49th. I believe so right now. We're wow. 29% voter turnout. That is pretty bad. And then we wonder why we get nuts who want to talk about who's using what bathrooms at Target. Instead oh of you know yeah. how we're funding the public schools and right, it's it's goofy. You know, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen people, man. Facebook got a lot of presidents running it, running from the from their couch. Yeah, a lot of couch presidents, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that phrase. I'm gonna steal that. Well, you know who said it? Who was it? Your boss said is that it. Obama thing. He he said that on uh, Marin. He said it on Marin's podcast. He said that on Marin's podcast. He's like, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that. Uh, Think they can run it better than I can from their couch. So I mean, uh, yeah, and, and not only him, it was that way with W. You know? Oh yeah, well, <laughs> which I, but may it might have been true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's just the character that guy. Oh man, he was fun, yeah. and it's been interesting that he stayed out of all this stuff. Yeah, and you're talking about the Tim Duncan thing. He kind of just disappeared. That's what I'm saying. He kind of did the, the yeah. Tim Duncan thing. W did to where he he said, "Look, I'm not going to ever criticize Barack Obama because I know how hard the job is." Yeah, and you know he did say that. Yeah, he did say that he, he came stuck out to on, it. Yeah, he stuck to it on Fox. I, I think Kennedy interviewed him, right? And he said that he's like, "I'm not going to criticize him." I remember him saying something to that effect. I mean, that's a guy you got to have respect for that. Sure. I mean, and I like, I, and I told my dad this. I said, "Look, I don't, I don't know if he was the greatest president or if he was the worst president, but." Probably not the first one, right? Right. He's probably not the first one, but he always he always stuck to his Texas roots. I always got to give him him and his dad credit for that. Yeah, I mean, they get airports named after him and stuff. But oh yeah, I mean, you guys have all that here. <laughs> but you got Reagan High School. I mean, yeah, there's you know. there's there's Churchill, there's Roosevelt, there's shit, there's a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, W had that attitude. He's never going to be out Texan. Yeah, and I think that worked for him in a lot of ways. And and it wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't I mean, out starting fights like Trump is. Not when he ran. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I think he, I mean, because he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a servant, you know what I mean? I mean, not a servant, political, what do you call him? Public servant. Public, there you go. Sure. Pub, public servant, that's what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, man, I, I mean. Well, there's something more relatable, I think, from W than to Trump, because you know W had those wild years in his 20s. Oh, sure. But and W acted them. like most of us did in his 20s. You oh, know? yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, even Obama did. Right. I mean, and, and not only did Obama, but Obama talks about it in his book that yeah. most people don't. And, I mean, he he, sorts, he sort of addresses it even in, Marin, in the podcast with sure. Marin. Yeah, he, he addressed it a lot. I mean, <laughs> it, it's that Key and Peele did a nice little bit on that. Did you ever see that? Who was it? Key and Peele. 
No, uh, uh, the young Obama thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. What is he? What is he's like? He's a chum gang, dude. Yeah, they, what do they call him? Barry O or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that's all real. Like that's. I mean, that's almost autobiographical. Well, or he, he's like, don't you fall asleep on Barry O, right? When he steals the joint from yeah. the guy. <laughs> well, that's all. That's from the book where they say they veto each other if you're not passing the joint fast enough. They veto it, which is some kind of weird foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's as opposed to Bill Clinton who said. You know, I did not inhale. Right. Barack Obama said that was the point. Yeah. Of course. What do you mean? Did I inhale? Yeah. We, we weren't smoking. But, we did not inhale. <laughs> but you know what I, I do like though is that people refer to um, Bill Clinton. Bill, they told Bill, oh, as the first black president. Right. Well, That's people hilarious. Get, people get pissed off about that now. Do they really? Uh, I've worked with some some younger folks, some Bernie Sanders crowd kind really? of folks who who I think they're too young to wrap their head around that. Because you got to remember, when we're young kids, and you're growing up here, and I'm in Austin, we couldn't even fathom the idea of a black president. Right. Even until, like, even where I'm from as well, man. I mean, even, like, even during Obama's second term before Obama comes out of nowhere, uh, we're still going. I remember my best friend, he's black, he's from Tyler. We'd sit on his back patio, and we'd go, how old do you think we're going to be when we get a black president? Mm-hmm. And, here, you know, here three years later, four years later, there it was. There he is, yeah. I think, you know, Bill Clinton had that going on because he's the first president in a long time who not only grew up, I mean, dirt poor in the South, mm-hmm. but also, you know, as opposed to Jimmy Carter, uh, who also grew up, you know, poor from the South, uh, yeah. Clinton was in touch with, like, cool music. And, you could and, play the saxophone. Yeah, and good <laughs> food and would go on Arsenio and, you know. So he, so he was basically doing what Obama is doing now. Yeah, he's the, the prototype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. uh, I mean, but I, you know, you can't beat Obama. Obama will go on almost anything now. Right, right, is, right, right. It's amazing. I can't imagine W, you know, going on slow jamming the news with, with Jimmy Fallon, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was And hilarious. I'm sitting here going, is it too late? Can we get W on there? Because I want to see, <laughs> Jeb did it. Yeah. Jeb wasn't bad. You can get you can get Frank Caliendo to do Bush for you. Boy, he, he does a good one. He does a really good one. He does a, I mean, who doesn't he do good, though? He does a great John Madden everybody and he does a good uh he did a good pat somewhere all last time i saw really yeah that's, a, that's an old he's like one. to the 20 to the 25 that's he was pretty good bro <laughs> thanks man uh yeah i remember uh caliendo came into the dudley and bob show when i was working there really so uh, i mean you met him yeah i sat next to him for a couple of days and i got spoiled and that was i mean i had we had louis come in before he blew up louis ck yeah really we, we had uh I'd explain to Louie, like, the difference between, like, a breakfast burrito and a breakfast taco and, like, the regional difference. So this was back in, like, 06? Yeah, 05, 06, 07. And, he, and that's, like, Marin's best friend, right, or something? Aren't they, like, Well, they had friends? that, like, big fallout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, if you haven't heard, you know, I know we have, but if you haven't heard that Actually, podcast, I've, never, I've never heard all of it. Oh, you got to go back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like two brothers working out a fight from, like, 20 years ago. Wow. It's good stuff. But Caliendo comes in, and we just, off the cuff go, can you... Have you ever tried to do a Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> and he just and he just pulls it out, and he's like, you know, I never have, and I I'm not even going to attempt it. But Dude, he did it on Letterman. Really? Yes, you can YouTube it. And he he was like, oh, I love chili dogs. I want chili dogs. Like, wait a second, I'm a vegetarian. Yes, yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. But that was he's like, I don't know. Let me, you know, well, let's go back on the air. I'll see if I can do it. And. Apparently he could, and you know now he's making some good scratch in Vegas doing it. Yeah. You know? So was he was he doing the Bush then too? Oh yeah, he was doing Bush and Madden and. Uh, oh, and he did the here's a guy who never thought he'd do that or something, yeah, right? Yeah, and then Brett Favre stuff. Oh and, gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's an amazing. You know how good Caliendo got at impressions was because he broke his back. Really. And he was in a hospital bed for like eight months. And so, oh wow, that's all he did. So all he did was watch football and whatever. Just well, whatever and, and figure it out. And, you know, I wouldn't recommend eight months in a hospital bed to anybody. But Yeah, yeah. He does a pretty good Al Pacino. You know, I used to work for I used to work for GameStop. And when I worked at GameStop, we had these conferences every year. And he was at the conference in like 2007 or eight, And he did stand-up for us for like 30 minutes. I That's think awesome. Activision paid for him to do it. And he did... He did Robin Williams. He did the Bush, John Madden, and then he did. Uh, I think he did Al Pacino because he could do a pretty good Al Pacino. I don't, yeah. it's not. Hoo-ah! Yeah, 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 he would do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the greatest, but um, it, it was still pretty good. 
but we got to see them live. It's great when you see the faces. It's one thing to see them on TV, but it's yeah. the kind of thing where, and it, you know, if you listen to it on the radio or mm-hmm. whatever. But man, seeing him and just how quick he is, it's it's crazy, and it's it's weird to think that a guy with that much talent is kind of. I mean, I know he's still making great money, but he we don't hear from him a lot anymore. No, we don't, we don't, we don't. And uh, he was on ESPN a while back, and he lost a lot of weight too. Really? Yeah, he's slimmed down quite a bit. And he was doing wasn't he doing uh, Fox NFL Sunday? He for a was while. doing it for a while, and after he, Kimmel, right? Yeah, he had his own little like. He had his own little TV show on TNT for yeah, a while, yeah. and I think that kind of went off the air. He did a pretty good Charles Barkley also. A good Barkley, a great Bradshaw. Oh, yes, he did. Remember? Yeah, yeah. So can you do good voice? I can I can do uh, I can do a few mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I do many bad. So what, what can you do good? Uh, right now, I'm completely <laughs> obsessed with the Donald <laughs> to the point where, seriously, <laughs> People call me all the time. They go, Sam, you've got a problem. You're obsessed. You need to get it together. Dude, you even got like the like his mouth down, oh, I'm, too. Ob- I'm obsessed with it, bro. I was trying yeah. to tell you. And yeah. I make a joke that like 10 years from now, I'll be 40. My family will be coming to visit me at some institute. Right. Some, you know, <laughs> I'm locked up. And they come and they like peek through the, the steel door. And I'm in there going, so good to see you. I can't believe you made <laughs> it all the way. Ties or kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So what else can you do? Uh, I, you know, I do a decent Pacino, but I don't do it like, I don't really do it in my act. Uh, Grado, Grado, Fredo, Fredo, Fredo. Oh, but you do. See, that's that's like young. Yeah, yeah. That, well, because I saw, dude, I was watching the the lifetime achievement thing, and and Jimmy, Jamie Jamie Fox comes the out. The AFI thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jamie Fox comes out. and He's like, I got Al Pacino. He's like, You gotta fight and claw. And I didn't get the Fredo, Fredo, Fredo. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's that's it. That's the thing is, people forget that for half of his career, he didn't do the the loud, the crazy, gravelly, yeah. loud Pacino. It was like couldn't have been more opposite. Yeah, like soft spoken, nasally. Not quite Nicholson, See, but like I can't even. I the only I only picture Al Pacino, and I think it's probably because when the first couple of movies I saw were like you know like Scent of a Woman, sure, Al, uh, Scarface, Carlito's Way. I came to dance. Yeah, yeah. Like you just see that Al Pacino, and then I see any given Sunday Al Pacino, and I just see this older Pacino. But then I'm watching Saturday Night Fever, and they they say he looks like what what. Was it Sir, not Serpico? Um, yeah, Serpico. Is it Serpico? Yeah, when yeah. he's like Attica, Attica. Oh no, that's uh. That's Justice for All. Okay, okay. What, what yeah, was his yeah. name in that movie? Oh, I don't know. It was uh, boy, that goes way back. Yeah, he's, he's the the attorney, and he's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So court is out of order. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he and and Travolta. I mean, that's like, I'm like, I'll, and I'll, dude, I've never seen to this day, dude. I have never seen The Godfather. What? I know. I'm pretty bad. Well, sometime I haven't seen it yet, but HBO did a deal. The Godfather where, Epic, where they, they, where they them all. cut it all into chronological order. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it sounds like a project in of itself. It's like right. seven hours long. Yeah, that's like a whole day of, of Godfather movies. But I'm watching it and I see Al Pacino, and he's so freaking young, so young. And you're just like, damn. And then Diane Keaton's in that movie, and I right. barely even recognize her. Oh yeah, and she was at the time she's doing all the Woody Allen movies. Yeah, and yeah, doing yeah, a lot yeah. of comedy, but then right. she's the the wife and and Brando and you got De Niro in the second one and yeah that's a different boy that's when I mean there were no superhero movies back right then. right I mean you probably maybe had you know late 70s Star Wars and Superman come was out that it? yeah that but it, I mean man. it wasn't the way it is now kind of thing you know you went to see real movies about real people back then yeah yeah it was a different time yeah so do you you like living in San Marcos now? Man, I, I really, really like San Marcos. Yeah. I never thought I'd ever live there. My parents met at Texas State. Oh, so they're party animals the kind of thing? Oh, not so much anymore. My dad's, I think, voting for Trump this year, if that says anything about you know where he went with <laughs> his mindset. So do you, do you have that – do you try your hardest not to have these debates with him? Oh, I mean, we're not we're not even close anymore. Uh, I think. Oh, okay. About around the time he voted for McCain, I think we started having a fallout. Really? All because of voting no, for no, no. One because of that. It's just, it's just personality. Sure, sure. Stuff. We're not the, we're not to go into it. No, I don't. I'm not going to do you full, you know, Oprah here. But <laughs> did you or did you not take it? I'd, I'd rather EPO. do it with you than Oprah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, Lance Armstrong. What do you think of him? Boy, uh, I'll tell you what. I've been watching a lot of that. Um, Have you seen the movie? Well, the one on Netflix? Yeah. The, it's not called The Armstrong Live. What is it? It won't stop at any, nothing. Are you or, talking about the doc or the drama? Damn. Because no. that drama came out and like nobody saw it. And it 
I saw the documentary where they show because they're talking to Frank, Frankie, Andrew, and yeah. his wife. They're like kind of like the main people behind, right. like in the documentary. Yeah, I saw that one. Is that the one? So it's the one where. Oh, shit. Well, I, here's the last thing I saw with Lance is he did three hours on Joe Rogan's podcast, and it was it was pretty fascinating that Lance Armstrong opened up about everything to Joe Rogan, and it's at this point Lance Armstrong has nothing to lose. You know, he's already been drugged through all the mud. He's yeah. he's been taken down, but it was pretty crazy having grown up in Austin. You know, late '90s, early 2000s. Everyone loved him, dude. He was he was a hero, right? And uh, he came back from cancer, and every time he won a, a Tour de France, we'd have a big parade down Congress for him, like as big as our Thanksgiving parade. And then come to find out, it's just all bullshit. And he was so. Do you think that so? Do people still love him over there, or do they hate him? Uh, you know, he's not even affiliated with Livestrong anymore. I heard, that. I saw that they cut him out. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, I think it's kind of mixed. I think it's probably a divided issue, but. There's also a big portion of people who say, I just don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. Like, who cares? Well, we were only into it because he was from Austin to begin with. <laughs> right, right. So do you, do you think that people kind of what, – what's your whole perception of that? So let's, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, about sports and, 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 um, and, and fucking drugs and everything. I mean, in America, everyone does it. Yeah, we're not talking about recreational drugs. We're talking about – We're like, talking about PDs. enhancement. Sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, dude, I mean, you probably remember when we were in school, there were guys already, you know, you had creatine. Yeah, big had, creatine and androstein and sure. all kinds of sh- amino acid kind of shit. You know, I think people are looking from it for an advantage on the field or on the court from the from the beginning of sports, probably. Right, 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 right. And it's just, I mean, we both, you know, they don't do a whole lot of drug testing in the NFL every once in a while. I don't think they do any in basketball. No, I don't think the NBA has any testing. I think from I think from what I heard, they're going to start testing for HGH now. That wouldn't be a bad idea, right? You, know, you look at those Le- young LeBron photos, and then LeBron now, or even the Shaq photos. I mean, yeah. the Le- LeBron photos. Yeah, he was a skinny little kid, and then you look at the like the, the well, magic moment. Right. ESPN for 30 for 30. Look at Shaq. He's a lanky guy. And, yeah, and they talk about that. Like, people don't remember that Shaq was this lanky guy and could move around and could run like a deer. And then, like, like the next year he goes to L.A., he's, like, fucking he's huge. He's like the big show. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's freaking huge. He's ripped and he's all this. And you're like, uh, Well, Kobe's the same way. Yeah. Kobe was shredded by the end of it. I mean, yeah. he's just, I mean, looks like a superhero. And when Kobe came to the league, I know he's only like 17, 18, but yeah. he did not look like the way it is. And it's that thing for me where it's, you know, when they got hard on steroids in baseball, like a few right, 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 years right, right, ago, right, right. We, we didn't get our crazy big Barry Bonds home run numbers. Right, right. And it became more pitching again and more fielding again. So it's like, would you rather – have your favorite athletes die early and have great, crazy numbers, or do you want to see the game get played the way it's supposed to be played? And, and then a lot of people wanted to see home runs and wanted to see this and this, and hey, baseball lost some of their viewership. It's, you know, right? And, and, so, and to some people's opinions. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right now, uh, the Cubs are doing well because they have, you know, old school natural hitters and amazing pitchers. Right. Uh, no no big-time slug. I mean, Kyle Schwarber might be the exception to the rule. Well, I don't know. Chris Brandt's kind of, like, tearing it up this well, year. Well, that's what I'm saying, but I don't consider him, like, an old-school – I mean, I, like, he's, he's an old-school hitter. Good hitter. Yeah, he's yeah. like Ripken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that, yeah. Where Schwarber's just a beast. Like, Conseco type. Right, yeah. Which, or Mark you know, Teixeira. We all know how that worked out with, yeah. with Jose. Fucking dumbass. Anyway. Uh, I think he's still trying to play minor league somewhere. I just he's read like, that what, in his day. mid-50s? Oh, he has to be pushing 59, 58. But, yeah, you know, it's that kind of deal where, as a guy who was on the edge of my seat for McGuire Sosa. Oh, I think we all were, man. You know, especially guys our age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Barry Bonds' run. Uh, because of 9-11, my tickets for the Giants and Astros got – Pushed back like two months mm-hmm. to a makeup game. Right. So I ended up being there at uh, Minute Maid Park, whatever it is now. And Con and Ron Field. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and Boy, Con Field. Yeah. Good yeah. move on their part on that deal. <laughs> so, uh, but I ended up being there when when Bonds hit his seventieth home run. Oh my gosh! And I wouldn't trade that as far as sports memories for probably anything. What about Roger Maris's sixty-one home run? Yeah, that probably would have been cooler. Yeah. Uh, but Bonds was great because he was like. You know, he had the ultimate warrior thing. He was hated. Oh, yeah. He was a bad guy. Yeah. 
Man, Clemens, I think people hate him more than they hate Bonds. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, he's just an asshole. He is an asshole. And his kid plays for uh, UT now, or did. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I went to I went to my my first MLB baseball game three years ago, and we went and saw Yankees at, and Astros at Minute Maid. And we were expecting it to be a pretty good game because the Yankees were trying to push through the playoffs, but that was around the time. Jeter came back from his broken ankle, and then he right. re-injured it, so they shut him down. And then um, uh, Mariano's retiring. Right. And so they're doing that little farewell for him. And we get there, and right when we get there, they're honoring Mariano. And Mariano's not playing anymore. They shut him down like 10 games before right. that. 15 he's like 55 before. at the time. Yeah, still yeah, throwing his little cutter ball or mm-hmm. whatever. And we're, wa- and we're watching, and I'm like, man, it's got to be awkward for Andy Pettit, who's probably there at the game, and him and Clemens don't talk. At all. Because of the whole McNamee thing. And, right. And, and to this day, he doesn't. Uh, Clemens says he didn't take steroids or take, yeah, I, take you know, performance enhancers. It's that deal where just deny till you die. I guess. So I mean, but so my, well, you know, we kind of got we kind of got into this because of the Lance thing, and Lance denied it for years, forever. He he was on sixty minutes looking people in the face saying I didn't. So well, then what what made him come clean about it? Was I don't it, know if they had an option. I think when you have it's like Cosby, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying Cosby's going to come clean. He's right. He's definitely riding this one till the end. Yeah. But I think it's that kind of thing where there's just so much evidence, so many people. I mean, how many people have to say I was there in the room before we say, "Come right, on, but dude." But he, he, did he he ever admit what what what's her name was saying? Um, Betsy Andrew or whatever that that she heard him say all that. He still hasn't admitted to that, has he? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know like the enough nitty gritty about it. I wish yeah. I cared enough about Lance to yeah. to be able to tell you. Yeah. But I think it just. I think also there's that hope of saving grace and maybe if i sure. do this i'll get the reality show and it's the comeback story or and he and he, and he didn't but he's still got lots of money apparently yeah he, i think he's doing fine <laughs> he's doing he started right. up his own little podcast too did he really yeah it's called the ford podcast hmm. yeah he had uh he had the bass player on from rage whoa he's had ben harper on he's had quite a few people on there well he knows a lot of people Sounds like you got competition. Oh, trust me. I mean, I, I, I had, I had uh, Chad Forcier and I had Sam Slade here. That's a cool name, by the way. I appreciate it. Nobody ever thinks it's real. Dude, is it real? It is real. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I had to ask. I'll show you my ID. Yeah, you can card <laughs> me. <laughs> I had to ask if it was real. But, I mean, yeah, man, it's, it definitely can't I, keep up with Lance. I got so tired of being asked if it was my real name at Second City. I bought this old T-shirt uh, that... I found it somewhere on the internet, but it took me months to like find it. Yeah, and it's a T-shirt that Chevy Chase had custom made on the first season of SNL. Really, and he would wear it around New York after, like right about the time he got big. Yeah, like, yeah. First season, he's the only one on SNL first season who ever said his own name on Weekend Update. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So I'm... the shirt just says, "Yes, it's my real name." <laughs> so I found it in my closet the other day. I was like, "Oh, you got to wear that, man, when you do 20s. a gig." Yeah. So do you swear a lot when you're on stage? It gets. Uh, it can get kind of filthy. So, <laughs> you know. So, do you take a lot of uh, what do you what do you do to kind of get yourself in this for you? I'm not saying you're taking lines of coke or something or no, no, smoking no, no, a no. J or whatever. No, but. no, no. Uh, I'll tell you what. A few things get me as pumped up to do anything as the Al Pacino Any Given Sunday speech. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, I love that speech, like, man. That'll get me pumped up to wash my car. <laughs> That's the difference between winning and losing. Absolutely. I was doing it all weekend for some reason. I was I was hanging out with some uh, yeah. some people who had never seen it, and I think like half the room hadn't seen it. So, of course, I got to like corner them and put it on YouTube. Oh, on my Roku, gosh. And just, yeah, just, yeah. Don't, don't talk. Don't talk. Just watch. That is probably one of his best – I mean, one of the best lines in that movie or one of the best moments. I mean, there's a lot of great moments in that movie. Sure. I love that movie. You know, it was the first movie that actually portrayed the NFL the way it is. Right. That's why we had to have the the Miami Sharks instead of the Dolphins. Because the Dolphins. they didn't want to have any association with what they were. Not at all. I mean, but they they were hitting everything: the concussions, the injuries, the taking you know the cortisone shots and all kinds of the shit. Pills, the pills, the the money fight, and the 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 older. Like like Quaid's wife, yeah. Who's she, like you're not you're not retiring. Yeah, I, I still want to be this woman and woman of this AFAFL lifestyle. Right, right, right. right yeah, right. like you're not retiring. So, okay, so you you've seen this movie top and bottom million times, yeah. top to bottom. Okay, so at the end she freaks out because he forgets where he's at. Right, he right. spaces out. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Does. Yeah, yeah. And okay. then, but then also, you know, we were talking for a minute about Junior Sale when we sat down before we started yeah. recording. Yeah. 
And man, that that Lawrence Taylor storyline is exactly like that's junior. what it is, dude. Yeah. Remember, and then he he almost kills himself on that last play because yeah. he's got to hit that certain mark to get that bonus. To get that bonus, so his yeah. daughter can get that surgery or whatever. Whatever. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a. I hope that movie holds up. You know what I mean? So, you know what? I watched it the other day, and I have it on DVD, and I got it's the 2000 DVD. The one thing that I've noticed watching it is still great is that it. I do need to get the updated version, like the i, like the digital version, because the sound doesn't sound as good as sure. But I just mean like, I mean, we oh, grew the movie up with holds it. up. Yeah. I mean, like twenty years from now, our oh. kids gonna be able to watch it and get yeah. something out of it. Yeah, I don't know about you. My dad was always before any given Sunday. It was North Dallas Forty. I've heard of that movie, and I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. But it's. Uh, I think it's like Nick Nolte. He's supposed to be Stahlbach. Wow, I thought you were going to say like the Longest Yard or something, but that's, that's more a comedic. great one. That's more comedic. I'm trying to stay out of prison, but yeah. <laughs> so, so the whole thing was is that at that last scene, because for years, I mean, my mom would ask me, and she'd watch. She's like, "Why is he doing that?" And I go, "I don't know." But then I watched it the other day, and I'm still kind of puzzled. But then you tell me it's because he blacked out when yeah. he, when he when he made that play, and he didn't want to let go of the ball or whatever, and then. I'm watch and I go back and think about it. you just say that I'm like he says to Al Pacino he's like I can't go anymore I'm I got these all these pains my ruptured disc and I'm having these blackouts like he's basically telling them I mean I have CTE to the right. almost to the point you know yeah, yeah yeah I mean and then Lawrence Taylor on the other side has kind of the same stuff going on yeah but Quaid to me is kind of we grew up in a very special era of quarterbacks right right like to me that's Aikman and Marino you know yeah, we yeah, just yeah. got to the point where it was. You can't go anymore. I want to, and it's not even the arm. It's not the arm that's given out. It's, it's, body. it's just everything else. It's like like Romo right now. He just oh, dude. I, I'm glad you're not a Cowboys fan, so I can shit on Romo. But please, I, I don't understand how Romo survived in the franchise this long. Right, and I think a quarterback with any other organization who would have been gone would have been gone years ago. You know, and to see him break his back last week, I, f- I mean, don't get me wrong, I feel bad for the guy. It's a yeah. serious injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, what do you? I mean, w- at what point do you not just hang it up? Yeah. Like like A Rod, I mean, what you're a Yankees fan? Explain to me the A Rod deal. Dear, I was a Jeter fan, but yes, the A Rod deal. That was, I think, that was Steinbrenner being Steinbrenner. He's like, oh, I can give you all this money. No, no, no. I mean, like, like last month. Oh, when they, when they just, made it, they just forced him to retire. That was so weird. That was weird because then, Tash- like a few days before that, Tashir announces his retirement, which I understand because he finally saw, hey, I'm 36 years old or 35 years old. My body just does not want which me. He's still young. He's still young in baseball years. You could go to like your 40. Right. Mariano pitched literally. To 42, I, he was, I think. I, I think he was 10 years older because when he came <laughs> over, they didn't say, where's your birth certificate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So he, I think with, with him, I think they finally said, you know what, we need to, we, maybe we'll pay you to do something because right now we're paying you $25 million a year to sit in your ass and not do, do shit. And it might have been the thing of like, you've caused us so much drama. Oh my gosh. The steroid stuff, the comeback stuff. And then lying, and then the gummies, and then the, the press conference. Oh my gosh. Just, I think it makes you think if they weren't just going, enough is enough, dude. I, I, think that, I think that's what it was. I think that Brian Cashman is a, is a good GM, but the problem is, is that nobody wants to go over there anymore. Right. It's kind of like, what, I'm not trying to no, shit on your though. Lakers, but it's kind of like that. Yeah. Because there's nothing going for them. Now they're... They're like, okay, well, we have to. We're basically, let's just start rebuilding. And I think Cashman is the guy to do it, but it's going to take him a long time. But he's not Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein Theo is. Theo Epstein's a nut. He, he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. I think he's, he's like Billy Bean, but with, I don't know, better. I don't know. I think uh, just two point Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and Moneyball is one of my favorite. Oh, movies. Moneyball's a great. I movie, watched man. it, you know, maybe two months ago. Yeah, dude, you'll laugh in that movie. You'll cry in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a f- almost perfect film. Oh yeah, yeah. And people people don't realize all of the stuff and the balls that it takes for a GM to say, "We're doing it this way yeah. against everything that you've been told." Right, right. You know, and I and I think that that's. And, you know, we were talking about the Yankees a few years ago when Robinson Cano became a free agent and yeah. he wanted all that money. And they're like, no, bye. Right. And you, you're kind of like, well, you know what? Kudos to you for not giving in and giving this guy a shitload of money because he's not really doing anything now. And then I think they learned from the A-Rod deal because they gave A-Rod this super-ass huge insane, deal. Yeah. It's still legendary. Yeah. I mean, he, I think one year he was getting paid more than the whole Astros payroll. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was true. And then, you know... I, I first of all, 
professional sports contracts are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, they're they're fuck, they're crazy. And and the thing, did you have you read all the stuff about the free agents in the NBA this year? No, the, the cap just got blown. Oh up. yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the guys, deals, yeah. Dude, there are guys who have been sitting on benches who have gotten now franchise deals. I mean, twenty, thirty million dollars that have we can't if we get on YouTube and not find a highlight reel of them. Yeah, you know we had uh, the Spurs had that guy. Um, <laughs> uh, what's the Boban Marjanovic. Yeah. They were going to offer him like 1.2 million this year. Right. Detroit comes in and offers him like 20 million for three years. They're like, what is that? What is that? And they just took Aaron Baines from us, who's not even, I mean, great guy. Seems like a great guy. Sure. Paid him like 7 million a year. That's what I'm talking about, man. And it's saying that they won't have this opportunity in the NBA for like another 20 years because of the cap expansion. Right, right. So it's it's take your money and run kind of situation. Pretty much. It's like know? highway robbery, basically. It totally is. You know, even Steve Miller would be jealous. It's it's just, it's <laughs> really not amazing. rocking me, baby. It, and you're right. Mm-hmm. And you and it it just makes you think, boy, I hope these guys are taking care of that money. Sure. Like, I hope they're investing because you could definitely end up, I mean, you know, how many, a- Antoine Walker. Oh, that dude's broke, yeah. All, he had to play NBA D-League like five years ago. So, so I got to ask you, though. Because I know we're, we're, we're getting this. there. Uh, if you had to pick one from here on out, do you go DC or Marvel? Because you got a good little collection here. I got. I, I, I like, you know what? When I think of superheroes, I like Marvel more than DC. Okay. What about you? Uh, I kind of group in with a some comedian friends of mine who we've kind of came to the conclusion uh yeah it's batman and then it's marvel and then it's dc that makes sense that's a good point i mean it's hard to beat batman yeah but then as a as a group christian bale batman or ben affleck Batman? boy i'm a big batfleck guy i'm very excited about this are you really but but for me it's my michael keaton was my batman well michael keaton was my batman too but i kind of grew into to Christian Bale a lot. My issue with, with Bale was he never seemed like he had a bad day. This is a guy whose parents <laughs> got murdered, and he never seemed like he, he was had, like a playboy twenty four seven. Yeah, he never you, like that's what I liked about Affleck was and Keaton. They seem kind of fucked up. Yeah, and and you should be fucked up because you saw your parents get murdered. That's what I'm saying. And and then you got obsessed with it and and trade your whole life. And yeah. this is a character who like let's be honest, a year or two of therapy, and he becomes you know he's got a gig on Wall Street. <laughs> He's a hedge fund guy, you know, but yeah. just refusing good psychiatric help, he becomes the Dark Knight. That's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, don't take that advice in life, but sure, you definitely don't want to take that advice in life. But wow, good point. So, so you saw Civil War? I didn't. Oh, you got it. You seeing what you have here, you your mind will be blown, bro. There's a there's a scene where it's something that we dreamed about, and it's cliche to even say this, even you know, less than a year after the movie came out. But it's just, it's everybody going at everybody. The only two missing are Hulk and Thor, and it's, I mean, you just can't even believe what you're seeing. Especially after that Batman-Superman mess, whatever that was. was a mess, right? Yeah, it wasn't great. Suicide Squad, though. Boy, that sucked. Yeah, that's what I heard. It was disappointing. Yeah. Well, Sam, I think we've talked quite a bit. Man, we covered it all. I think we did. Is there anything uh, you want to... Tell us where you're at on on the, on the internet. Yeah, what absolutely. You, got going uh, on. you find me on Facebook. It's just Sam Slade, right? And then you can uh, find me on Twitter at the Sam Slade. And the I think that's Sam Slade. That's there is the, a couple of Sam Slades on Twitter. Yeah, I had to. I had to. Yeah, it's maybe, the kind of thing they should I, get you verified, man. I'm working on it, man. Are you really? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to. That's why I came and did this show. I'm hoping it's going to help out my my argument for <laughs> getting that check mark. Uh, are you being serious? Or are you? Yeah, I mean, I'd okay. like to be, obviously, because yeah, yeah. that's why I ended up with the Sam Slate is because, you know, some asshole who doesn't even use his Twitter signed up. And, yeah, yeah. you know, he's like a 48-year-old, you know, dog walker, and I can't get my name. But we're getting we're doing what we do and getting way off topic here. <laughs> uh, you can come out, see me. I think it's – I mean, you go to San Marvelous Comedy on Facebook. There's a there's a great show on Thursday nights at Kiva Lounge in San Marcos. There's a yeah, great yeah. show on Tuesday nights in San Marcos uh, at Wake the Dead uh, called The Laughing Dead. Uh, my buddy Jack Neal. Not to be confused with The Walking Dead. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's way less funny than that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those are, those are two mics you can always find me at, and uh, there's always other stuff going on. But like I said, the Twitter and the Facebook, you'll always uh, be able to find me somewhere. Awesome, man. Well, unless you're my probation officer. And yeah, then I'm, I'm not, man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, but I'm, I'm his we, cousin. We wrapped that up years ago. 
Hey, man, well, thank you so much for being thank here, you, man. Thank you, man. I, you got to have me back to the man cave. I am, dude. And you know what? I'm, like I said, in a few months, we're doing some crazy stuff don't, in here. Don't even tell me. No spoilers, man. No spoilers. I'm not, no spoiler alert here. No Archer stuff here. All right, man. Hey, you, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Okay, guys. So that was part two of the amazing conversation with the Sam Slade. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you continue to enjoy World of Row because there's exciting, delightful things coming your way. And follow Sam on Twitter, at Slate. I mentioned that earlier. Follow him if you haven't. Check out his stuff. He's got some funny stuff on there. He talks about what he's doing. And just awesome, awesome. Thanks, Sam, for being on the show. I had a great time. And you did the in-person podcast, and I can't t- say thank you enough for doing that because when we do these podcasts, most of the time some of us have to do do it over the internet, Skype, whatever type of application most of us use. But being a podcaster in San Antonio, there's not there's there's some opportunities out there, but there's not too many as far as getting a hold of people and doing in-person things. And that's my goal, to, to get more people on the show in person, go to them, meet them directly, and at a venue, at a house, at their house, my house, what have you, just to kind of make it more personable. And I think you get you get a better show with that. And there's nothing against doing stuff over the internet because I'm going to have to do some of those. I mean, that's just inevitable. I'm in a different market. They're in a different market. But anyway, you get the idea. So follow Sam on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, let's go ahead and start plugging my social media. So Twitter, Instagram at Vine at Roel Santos Jr. I have my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash hold row. Give it a like, thumbs up, comment. You can also email me at roelsjr at gmail.com if you want to leave a comment. Maybe you're a podcaster or somebody who wants to be on a show and talk about your journey. I would love to hear it, and I would love to hear all about it. So please contact me directly there. Also, worldofroad.com. You can check out my website. You can also check out stuff that I got going on. And uh, there's going to be a lot of photos coming up on there. I'll just say that. So, All right. So uh, that's going to do it this week for the World of Row. I hope you continue to enjoy, and I hope you enjoy your week. And we'll catch you guys on Friday. And stay tuned as the World of Row turns.